Hello, Bettys. Welcome to the show. Before we get to our guest today, I just wanted to let you know that we have such an epic list of guests coming up in March. We are talking about menopause. We're talking about autoimmunity. We're talking about muscle building. We're talking about recovery practices. And I don't want you to miss any of it. Even if you are listening to the podcast, you may not necessarily be subscribed. So you're going to have to manually go into your podcast app and press play. I would love for you to hit that subscribe button so that you are getting the podcast as they are released. It's going to make me oh so happy to know that you are a subscriber of the pod. You are officially a Betty in the Bettyverse. And of course, you are never going to miss an episode and be the first to know when it drops. Thank you so much. But I think we have a huge history of uninformed consent, whether it's medical doctor or dentist doctor, of really not knowing that a titanium rod is going in our mouth and what the implications are a week from now or 50 years from now, or removing a wisdom tooth and not understanding the implications. So it's important that we do know what's going on with our mouths because we're the ones that are going to be chewing with our teeth for the rest of our lives. Welcome back to The Better Podcast with yours truly, Dr. Stephanie Estima. This show is for high-performing women who want better bodies, better minds, better relationships, better sex, and better families, and want to hear from a woman that can take the complex science and make it easy to integrate into everyday life. Every week, I'll be giving you access to world-class scientists, medical doctors, plastic surgeons, professional athletes, Olympic gold medalists, Hollywood actors, parenting coaches, sex experts, and psychologists. I am always looking to answer this question. What are the simplest things that we can do today to get better tomorrow? I am part geek, part magic, and it is my mission to be the voice for women. Let's get better together. Hey, Bettys, welcome back to another episode of Better with Dr. Stephanie. I'm your host, Dr. Steph. And this week, we have a really great episode with Nadine Artemis. She is the founder of Living Libations, which is an essential oil company. And we are talking today all about the oral microbiome. So the microbiome that exists in our mouth. Now, just before we get to this super exciting conversation, I wanted to just read this wonderful review that came in a couple, maybe last week. And uh, I thought it was so great. I just wanted to highlight this. This is from the United States and the username, I'm not going to say this right, so I'm going to spell it F-I-E-N-F-L-A-H-C-U. So Fien Flacu. Hopefully I'm saying that right, but they write, Dr. Stephanie, where did you come from? I absolutely love this podcast. I'm still in the first dozen episodes, but I have gotten more out of those interviews than any podcast this year. I am often blown away by the guests that speak truths that resonate with me. Thank you for creating such a beautiful podcast, highlighting guests that are new to me. It's so much better. And I just wanted to recognize and thank all of you that have written a review. The more reviews and ratings that we get, the more the podcast is shown to more Bettys just like you. So we can all as a collective move towards healing. So if you, and I know that you're super busy, and if you feel inclined to, if this podcast has been useful for you in any way, I would love to invite you to either rate the podcast wherever you listen to the pod or to leave a review on iTunes. So with that said, let's move on to this wonderful conversation with Nadine Artemis. So we really talked all about disrupting the conventional oral care myths. So we talked about 
the oral microbiome. And then we contrasted sort of this modern dentistry or these modern dental practices and how things like fluoride uh, is actually quite detrimental. It's a neurotoxin. And there's a bunch of other things that uh, we discuss around fluoride, how cavities are actually formed. So a lot of times it's been told, or we have this understanding that you know you eat sugar and then the sugar is the thing that gnaws away at the enamel. So uh, she really goes into detail around how cavities are actually formed and that it is a hormonal surprise. It is a hormonal issue. It is the response to the body to the sugar, not necessarily the sugar itself. And then we moved into essential oils for oral health. So how to use which oils and how to actually create your own uh, toothpaste, which is super cheap, fluoride-free, great for your great for your dental health. And we also talked about teeth whitening and skincare. So I really love this part of the conversation being the vain woman that I am because we all want to have a beautiful white smile. And of course, we all we all want to be thinking about how we can be nourishing and loving up on our skin as we age. Um, so this was a really great conversation. Overall, you'll hear the excitement in my, in my voice speaking to her throughout. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Nadine Artemis. I am a huge fan of the Bio Optimizers Magnesium Breakthrough. It has seven forms of magnesium, which is going to help to transform your stress and your performance and your recovery and your sleep to the next level. I'm often asked like, well, what are the types of magnesium we should be looking for? So there's magnesium chelate and citrate and bisglycinate and malate, sucrosomial, taurate and orotate. They have various effects on the body. Bisglycinate, probably the most bioavailable and most absorbable. Malate, it's found naturally in fruits, helps with migraines. Chronic pain has been shown to help improve depression. Magnesium citrate uh, helps with arterial stiffness. It helps with maintaining a healthy weight. Magnesium chelate is important for muscle building, recovering health, the list goes on and on. You're basically getting them all in one supplement. Each supplement itself is 500 milligrams of magnesium, which I feel is such a great dosage as a great baseline for most women. I have found a beautiful medium of actually cycling my magnesium. So I actually will take one or two of these. So I'm either getting 500 milligrams or up to a gram of magnesium, depending on where I am in my cycle. So head on over to biooptimizers.com forward slash better and use code better for 10% off of any order, but make sure that the magnesium breakthrough is in your cart. Don't be fooled by the frigid temperatures. Keeping hydrated in the wintertime is super important. In colder temperatures, we sweat more due to a higher metabolic demand of trying to maintain a core body temperature. We lose more fluids and electrolytes through our urine. We lose more water through respiration and just general breathing. And our skin dries out in the wintertime as well. We are a ski family, and over this winter, we have been using Elementee's Chocolate Medley. The chocolate chai is absolutely incredible with some boiling water, a splash of milk, and my kids love the chocolate mint with some hot water. This is our apres ski. We cozy up with Element Hot After Hours on our cross-country trails. Now, for a limited time, you too can get the Element Tea Chocolate Medley and enjoy them hot as I have been doing with this exclusive insider bundle for you. When you buy three boxes of any flavor, it doesn't have to be the chocolate, it can be any of the flavors that they offer, you are going to get the fourth box 
free. If you head over to drinkelement.com forward slash Dr. Estima, you'll see that exclusive offer at the bottom of the page. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com forward slash D-R-E-S-T-I-M-A. And tell me which of the chocolate, Melody, you love the best. Okay, Nadine, let's get started. I am so excited, so excited to welcome you to the Better Podcast today. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here with you. Yeah, and we were we were just talking about how much I love your products. I was one of my girlfriends, uh, she's a chiropractor. She introduced me to your products probably about a year ago now, mm-hmm. and I have completely transitioned all of the skincare products that I was using. <laughs> I just put in a huge oral care order with the company. Um, and, I, and, and your company is called Living Libations, which we're going to put a link to in, in the show notes. But I swear when I first smelled, uh, she had... Um, I think it might have been grapefruit or something diffusing in mm-hmm. her office. And I said, oh my gosh, it's like, it's like they're singing to the oils. Like, I don't know what they're doing, but they are <laughs> infusing so much vitality. Like, you can smell the difference in these oils. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, I'm so yeah. excited to have you on here. And we're, what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about oral care. That's why I originally had invited you on. This is an area that I am becoming more and more interested in uh, because I've had friends who have had root canals and then their health just took you know a nosedive and i i really think that you are the you know an alternative voice to the modern dental um uh we'll call them guideposts in terms <laughs> of uh toothpaste use and fluoride use and mouthwash and all this kind of stuff so um let's start off with talking about the oral microbiome so let's talk about what it is um and maybe why it's not, if you can touch on why it's not distinct from the rest of our body. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a great place to start because I think through understanding the oral microbiome, then we can understand how to take care of our teeth and why things that are going on, on with the mouth affect the rest of the body. So I'm sure your people know about the gut microbiome, and or at least like I think as, in, as a culture, we're starting to understand that. We know it's very vital to our health and that we're actually just kind of hosts to millions of microbes and billions of bacteria. And that now we're understanding that the bacterial party in our bodies is is probably equivalent to or more than the cells in our bodies. So before, like in the past century, it was very cellular based, but now we know we're alive with bacteria and these bacteria are essential to our health, to our endocrine system, to our immune system and all of that. And then dentistry, as a sort of entity, um, since the 40s, has they decided that the American Dental Association was like, okay, the cause of cavities is going to be acidogenic theory. That's what they decided. There was rumblings of a, a systemic connection to the rest of the body, but they decided, no, it's just, we got it, you know, it's about sugar and acids, which doesn't really take into account how the oral microbiome really affects the body. And so the the dental products that were created and all you know that we've been using sort of these strong alcohols or these chemical pastes have been messing with the microbiome and mutating the microbes that we need to take care of our health so i think a good example of understanding cuz uh, a bacteria is strep yes because strep causes bacteria and yet strep lives in everybody's mouths even healthy mouths 
So why are some people getting cavities or infections with the strep and some people aren't? And so what we're understanding now is that strep is probably missing some of its ancient bacterial buddies that kept it in check. And so, you know, with our with sodium oral sulfate or triclosan and toothpaste or fluoride treatments or alcohol mouthwash that you could just quickly Google a stat. I think it creates more than 36,000 cases of oral cancer a year. Wow. It's just commonly for sale. Staggering. Yeah. It's staggering. It really is. So we've got the way we've been taking care of our mouths is like creating dysbiosis with the microbiome. And like we're getting in the way of the bacteria man- doing some of that mouth management for us. Mm-hmm. And then some of the procedures that are common are really causing some a lot of devastation, whether it's mercury fillings, which are the silver fillings, which have mercury in them, which creates toxins that are being, um, you know, even if you've had your mercury filling for 50 years, it is still leaking mercury vapors into the body. So whether it's a day old mercury filling or 50 years old, it's still leaching into the body and it's messing with the microbes or a root canal, which is a very common procedure. And the idea is good. The idea is, Hey, let's save the tooth. So you still have that chewing surface. Mm -hmm. But what happens is that the tooth gets cleaned out of the pulp chamber And so the idea is that that tooth is then sterilized and then it remains in the mouth, but each tooth, and this stat always staggers me because I always think, do I have it right? No. And I do. It's each tooth carry has three miles of dentin tubules because I always think, would that be like three meters or no, it's three miles of microscopic tubules in each molar. So it's impossible to sterilize. So if you leave a root canal in your mouth, then you have a a real festering sort of necrotic nest that then squirts necrotic severe bacteria into the bloodstream Mm 24-7. And so for some, a root canal doesn't cause a problem, but for others, if you are finding a decline in your health or you have a mysterious autoimmune issue, you've really got to check the health of the mouth first, because a lot of other efforts might, you know, you might have a bit of an uphill battle if you're not caring for that root cause of of something in the mouth. And what you're saying, which I really like, is this idea that our teeth are alive. They're not just these like monolithic structures that are in our mouth that just never change over time until it's time to bleach them. Like they just acquire yeah. stains, then we got to bleach yeah. them. Or I was thought growing yeah. up, they're like stones. They're done. They're yeah. grown. Yeah. And you can't, they seemed immovable. Like once you went down a path, but the thing is they are alive. They will respond. Gum pockets can come back down to a three, two or a three. If you have a seven, eight, nine, mm. um, a cavity can heal. A cavity is an infection in the tooth. And just like we can heal an infection in our skin, we can turn that around. It's a signal that there's a deficiency in the body. And also a really interesting thing about cavities is we also haven't really understood that properly because we haven't really understood the tooth's connection to the rest of the body. So through, um, you know, and I'm just, I'm a normal person. I'm, I'm just a person, I'm not a dentist, but I have teeth and I really wanted to know how to take care of them. And so I think that's also in this age, we don't want to just pass over the knowledge of our body, the care of our body to 
professionals that, you know, hopefully they know better, but I think we have a huge history of uninformed consent, whether it's medical doctor or dentist doctor, of really not knowing that, you know, a titanium rod is going in our mouth and what the implications are a week from now or 50 years from now, or removing a wisdom tooth and not understanding the implications. So it's important that we do know what's going on with our mouths because we're the ones that are going to be chewing with our teeth for the rest of our lives. So right. what's really neat with um, understanding the tooth is, yeah, and so I'm a lay person, and I, but I studied really awesome dentists, and I unearthed some great um, studies and things that were going on and put it together in a really common, easy to, you know, easy to understand approach so that we as people can take care of our mouths. So the tooth is like more like a tree with roots, and it, it sucks up nutrients from the body. So hopefully eating a good, healthy diet, giving it some nutrients, it draws it up into the tooth in this centrifugal fashion. So the blood's delivering it. Now, when it gets to the inner pulp chamber, that blood fluid with nutrients actually changes into a dentineal fluid. So we actually have the dentineal lymph system, and that brings the nutrients to the tooth. And then this lymph liquid gets pushed up to the surface of the teeth through the odontoblasts. And then our teeth have this sort of like microscopic sweat that gets pushed out from the teeth. And then that liquid coalesces with our saliva to prevent cavities and to help heal areas of the mouth. Now, when uh, high stress, high chemical exposure, cell phones all the time here, mm. a diet high in sugar, not because the sugar is touching the teeth, but because it's affecting our blood sugar and our nutrient absorption. All of those situations can actually cause this lymph system to be stagnant. So then the teeth are no longer drawing in those nutrients. Or if health is more compromised, this dentina lymph system will actually reverse. And then the tooth becomes like a straw and it starts pulling in from the mouth viruses, bacteria, and they're not getting filtered. And that's actually the genesis of a cavity. And this was studied with thousands of studies that were done um, with the dentist, Dr. Ralph Steinman. And he, 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 he followed the fluid. He was able to see that lymphatic fluid. And then, but you know, he, he didn't know what was triggering it in the body. So he wanted to figure that out. And so he paired up with an endocrinologist, Dr. John Lenore, I believe. And then they did you know, hundreds of other studies. And what they found was, of course, it all goes back to the hypothalamus. <laughs> so when we chew, this signals the substrates to you know, chemical messaging and signaling. And then the hypothalamus releases parotid hormones. And then that gets that whole dentinal system flowing. So I just thought it neat because it seems to always go back to the hypothalamus. <laughs> <laughs> always comes back to the brain. And, yeah. 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 That's cool. So we and really, what, ha- yeah, we, it's a different understanding of the tooth uh, that we just aren't accustomed to. Yeah. And just kind of following up on, I think there's an important distinction that you just made there is that it's not the sugar on the tooth itself that is creating the dysfunction, but rather it is the hormone, maybe it's the hormonal response or the, you know, the lack of fluid or the, 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 the mm-hmm. lymph system that now brings 
that that draws in the bacteria rather than the sugar sitting on the tooth making the yeah, bacteria. Yeah, exactly. And also the sugar affecting blood sugar, which then we know right. creates you know inflammation and all the a whole bunch of other things. But right. nutrient is nutrients are key too. Like we know now, we really need those fat soluble vitamins, vitamin D three and K two, mm-hmm. because what those nutrients do is they really are have an affinity with the pulp chamber. And their job is to usher the minerals into the bones instead of the blood system. So let's say we are somehow taking a lot of calcium and magnesium as a supplement, but we're not taking like vitamin D3 or K2 or getting it in the food or sitting in the sun, mm-hmm. then um, that excess calcium is just going to be in the, in the blood serum and not in the bones. And we need to drive it into the bones. Yeah, that is such a great distinction. Let's break down some of the common modern oral practices um, Mm -hmm. and potentially why they're detrimental to the the microbiome contributing to oral dysbiosis and then some of the the changes in the way that our uh, teeth protect themselves. So let's start off with the basics. Let's start off with like the traditional toothpaste uh, and mouthwashes. What are the... I know you've we've already mentioned them, um, yeah. Touch on them, but what are some of the specific issues that uh, with traditional toothbrushing and mouthwashes? So a lot of the ingredients are too harsh. There's like silicas, and um, and it's funny because we often get questions about baking soda because mm. baking soda is great. Like ditch all that you have right now in your bathroom and just pull out the baking soda. And we make beautiful oral care products, but like. You forget that if you just use baking soda for the rest of your life, you would be better off than the drugstore thing. Like, so there's a real solutions that are right there, and 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 baking soda is amazing. You know how, and like, oh, baking beyond. is so cheap. It's so oh my cheap. god, you could buy a kilo and sure you have yeah. enough to brush your teeth for the rest of your life. Yeah, and so you know that it's funny because there is a, there is an abrasivity rate rating for dental pro like dental material dental um ingredients mm-hmm. and. Baking soda is like, uh, I just don't have it right in front of me, but it's under 10. And most toothpaste are like 70 and above. Wow. So baking soda is super gentle. And so is charcoal. Even though there's mixed information out there that daily brushing might be too harsh, it, it's still gentler than most toothpaste. Mm-hmm. So there's that scrubbing and then the scrubbing with chemical ingredients that aren't, isn't helpful. There's um, you know artificial sweeteners, triclosan, which is you know, has been banned from hand cleansers now. Yeah, yeah. Still in the toothpaste. What we also found from the hand sanitizers, if you use it that way, you're actually affecting your body's, your hands, your skin's ability to fight um, superbugs. Yeah. Because it was messing with the microbiome mm-hmm. once again. So we need to keep our microbiome intact and modern toothpaste isn't doing that. Sodium lauryl sulfate can make the gums bleed then you know then you've got a leaky gums just like a leaky gut and then then the chemicals are going in from that not so great toothpaste and then all the other stuff going in your mouth it's just a faster route in right so um yeah there's a lot of things with toothpaste and even in a health food store you don't want to get something that has glycerin in it glycerin coats the teeth it's of course this is like invisible but it's coating the teeth and it doesn't just go away with like a quick rinse after you've brushed your teeth and then that coating prevents the saliva from accessing the enamel and doing its job. Mm. So we don't want to use glycerin either. 
And then the mouthwash uh, you were saying is too alcoholic for, is it it's just, it's just, yeah, I think it's the type of alcohol as well, right? It's probably a synthetic alcohol. Um, yeah, way too harsh. And the amount of, of cancers that it causes is staggering. I don't get how that's still happening, but again, it's this sort of indiscriminate, um, you know, assassin of the, of the bacteria in the mouth. And we need the good bacteria to do its job when we have plentiful, active, dynamic bacteria. I like to think of our bodies as like this bacterial bank account, and we want to have a diverse and sort of bustling activity. So we have a bustling activity of bacteria in our mouths in a good way. They will keep the pathogens in check. And um, pathogens, are sort of, they sort of are like uh, float around the body and they try and gain traction and find other friends. And so what's really neat about a lot of the ingredients we use, I like to think of them as botanical biotics, like things like that have been used for years in oral care, like thousands of years, like myrrh, frankincense, tea tree, clove, cardamom, cinnamon, you know, all those peppermint, all those beautiful plants. Now that we have modern science testing them, we now have proof that what they, one of the things they do is they're actually quorum sensing inhibitors, QSI for short. And what they do is these plants literally inhibit the pathogens from gene expression, from communicating and gathering and gaining traction. They literally prevent that. Like clove has a QSI rating of like 70. So it's very effective at that. And what's so neat about these beautiful plants is that they're able to bust through the biofilms, clean up the pathogens, and yet still be balanced with the good bacteria. Right. And that's exactly the kind of you know, medicine that the microbiome in our mouths need. We need to clear up the stuff. We don't want the biofilms of pathogens, but keep intact the stuff that is working for us. And I think that we all inherently understand that, you know, if you overuse antibiotics, for example, to, you know, with persistent infections or even inappropriately, you know, prescribed antibiotics for like a viral infection, for example, mm-hmm. you're going to be altering the gut microbiome, which is going to lead to gut dysbiosis and increased, you know, hyperpermeability of the gut lining. But this can also be true of our oral products as well. So sometimes you'll look at those mouthwashes and it says right on it, like antibacterial. And like you were saying, we want bacteria. We just want a lot of the good bacteria and we want to prevent a lot of the coalescing of these pathogens that, you know, we don't want to get all the pathogens kind of hanging out together so that they can become more aggressive and invasive. Yeah. And then they start forming their biofilms and making little colonies and yeah. Yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit about fluoride. I know this is so much controversy around fluoride, and um, I I live in uh, Toronto. I know that our oh, water is. You know, uh, we live near there. What's that? We live two hours north of Toronto. Oh, yeah, the neighbors. Yeah, that's sad. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I'm usually talking to people in the states. In the state, yeah, no, we're we're in the T dot, and um, our water is, is uh, has fluoride in it, so we yeah. actually. Uh, we have glass water bottles uh, that are delivered to us for our drinking water. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have a shower filter, you know, in our shower because like hair is like kind of a big deal. I'm a girl, you know, we all want great looking hair. I don't want fluoride in my hair. Nope. Um, so tell us a little bit about what the, um, 
So I, I learned it in school. Like we learned mm-hmm. this as a neurotoxin, meaning that it excites, mm-hmm. like when it comes into contact with nerve cells in particular, it actually excites them to death. Like they get so excited that they, like they self-combust. But how, this, how does this relate to, um, uh, to, our, to our health, to our oral health? I'm trying to find a fun, a fun quote I have in my book. And I will say, because it's about fluoride. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, well, for also what it does is it makes skin brittle mm. and softens bones. Yeah, like that's it, not happening. Because there's a weird <laughs> enzyme reaction. Yeah, we don't want the brittle. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, it's funny. That's why I got to read it. And I can't, it's just... So, try not to say too too long. Ah, when you don't have it pre-marked. Okay, maybe I can't find it. Anyway, there's so many side effects. I just write a very funny paragraph about, sure, use fluoride if you want to have like lower sperm count, um, you know, all these issues. And they really are. It's deeply studied fluoride does not do the body good. It's just, it it wreaks havoc in the body. So we want to avoid that, especially in drinking water, which I think is even a different type of fluoride that's more toxic. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't totally recommend people to get a a shower filter. Um, I remember when we lived in Toronto, we would have that shower filter because we were renting and then we would do rock wash the fruits and vegetables in the shower, you know, oh, to just that's so smart. Yeah. I didn't want to do a whole home thing at that point. Cause we were just mm-hmm. renting, but we would do everything from that shower filter. I would even fill the bathtub from the shower. Oh my goodness. That's brilliant. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I don't think I'm, I wash my fruit in the sink. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we travel, I bring yeah. a shower filter. Yeah. And if oh, I can't cool. get that on like or if it's just two nights here but a week somewhere we'll put it up for and i just won't i'll get a bottle of spring water Mm -hmm. i'll just sort of do a a sink bath you know with a cloth and this bottle of spring water and i'll have that bottle of spring water to wash my face and brush my teeth and stuff when we're traveling because i do not want to be exposed to the chlorine or the 250 like various chemicals that are generally found in most major cities across North America, hormones, birth control, veterinary drugs, psychiatric drugs, the list goes on and on. So let's, let's talk a little bit about saliva. So you mentioned before when you were describing the, um, uh, the norm, the the normal way that a, a tooth protects itself. Mm-hmm. What is the what is the role? Can you expand a little bit on what the role saliva has in the teeth, and maybe pair that with, you know, I think a lot of people have this this conception or this preconception that if we have a cavity, then we have to have it extracted, or we have to have it not extracted. Pardon me, but we oh. have to have it filled. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the mercury fillings that you may have, I, I know that there's like different composites now that are that are offered, um, mm-hmm. but uh, so it's sort of a two-parter. Like one, if you do have a cavity, do you think it's reversible? Reversible, and the second part of that is how does the saliva sort of play a role um, in the in in, te- in our teeth? Mm-hmm. Yes. So if you so it's a lesion. A cavity is like a lesion. It's this brown spot in the tooth, and when it's alive or active, it's it's mushy. You know, like if that's what the, the, the dentist. Yeah, they'll they'll poke at it and see. Now, if you've got a good dentist, they'll be like, oh, it's all solid now. Like if you did, if you're able to turn it around or if you even knew it was coming. And that's actually how I first learned. So I was like in 2021, I'd really started to understand like 
all the wonderful things that we could do with the body. Like if we had all those common elements, like a stomach ache or a headache, like my whole world opened up and like a million other ways to solve imbalances in the body. But I felt like I wasn't seeing a lot of information about oral care and keeping that really healthy at that time. So I went to Toronto, a holistic dentist, even back then. Didn't find them that holistic, like not that I even sort of knew how to com- think about it or compare, but the hygienist was super cool. And she was the one that saw that brown lesion and she was like, okay, so go home with, all, use all your, whatever you make stuff with all that herb stuff you have and, and come back in six months and we'll see yeah. the changes. Cause she knew that I had no concept that, oh my God, all I knew from a kid is like, you get a cavity and it's just like you know, get it filled and all that. Yeah. So I did, I went home and that's actually how I created the healthy gum, which now the healthy gum drops. Um, my kids, oh, which is, that, by the way, I, oh, put fun. On, I put on their floss and I get yeah, them. Yeah. That's such a good way to clean, which yeah. actually is now called when back then it was called ha- healthy gum drops. It's now happy gum happy. drops. Yeah. That's ha- yeah. I have, yeah. Cause of health claims. Mm-hmm. So it's happy. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and it totally went away. So I got to see for myself the differences within the x-rays and like, wow, you know, and it was really just good for gums and, you know, keeping them all pink and healthy and all that. So that was fascinating for me to see. Cause I don't think, I think it would be, it was so ingrained that a cavity is a cavity. And once you have it, it's just like, you can't get rid of it. That's the yeah. other thing that I think a lot of people think. It's like, well, I have this cavity now. I'm just going to wait until it gets bad enough to fill it. Yeah, no, you can arrest it. You can stop that. Now that might mean that tooth, depending on the stage, it might be fully healed. There could just still be a bit of a brown, but you can, you know, and then the dentist could help you with that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it goes completely gone, but it's no longer this mushy, active cavity mm-hmm. and sometimes it goes to unnoticeable so you really can heal and seal the cavity a cavity is like a leaky tooth and again it's responsive it's made of built of the we're still alive so we can still re we can't grow a new tooth but we can help with the nutrients and the building blocks that will help the enamel you know turn back and get stronger so we there's so much we can do and really i like to tell people wherever whatever state their mouth is in now it can and it will improve whether the gums need help the tongue the whole just oral environment like even bad breath Mm -hmm. or um sensitive teeth you know sensitive teeth are really a gum issue it's not really a tooth issue it means the gums are receding and getting sensitive you know, gums are like turtlenecks around. You want them to be like turtlenecks around each tooth. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get into that cowl neck, the neck situation because when that enamel gets exposed at the gum line, starts receding, that enamel is different than just the regular enamel. It, it has less protection. And so it's very vulnerable to gum line cavities. Mm-hmm. So we want to keep that area clean that area between the gum and the tooth is called the sulca. And that's really a key area to keep clean, keep free of plaque. Um, So again, like taking that one drop of our dental serum, putting it along floss, going in really helps to stimulate the gums in that area. And um, that's a key area because again, we want, don't want receding gums. I think one of the biggest issues for people in our culture, like in North America is bleeding and receding gums which are, again, you can live with that. You can coast for a few decades, but then, you know, 
problems are, are really going to start. And you, we want to keep our teeth as long as we're alive, you know? And it's, right. It's and I think that's also just a, a, an indicator of systemic inflammation and in the same Absolutely. way you could live with like chronic, yeah. you know, low grade inflammation for decades. And then it just starts to get you when you get these chronic lifestyle, like the diabetes and the high blood mm-hmm. pressure and the dysregulated lipids and all that kind of stuff. Like you can live with it for a while. Like your body's so smart that it'll find a way to sort of keep, you know, keep chugging along. Um, do you, it has, have you seen with either, uh, clients or, uh, you know, testimonials, if, if someone does have receding gums, can those gums be, uh, restored to their, mm-hmm. to what they were before, or is yeah. it once they're receded, they're gone? What, what no, is absolutely. That? There's so many, uh, tricks and tre- things you can do. I mean, we have these eight steps. Anybody can email us and they're also on our website, but also I just want to take a moment to say like we do consultations for free. You can email us any question. We will answer as best we can. And if not, we will, you know, send you off on a path of resources and research. That's great. Uh, just as an FYI, because I know sometimes a lot of information to digest and you're like, wait, no, that, you know, so. Yeah. And what about my specific? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we've got all, all the feedback, you know, kid with seven cavities, not a problem anymore. Dentist being like, I don't know what you're doing, but keep it up. Or some dentists that really want to know. It's funny when the dentists see that, but they don't want to know. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're doing. Like, let me tell you. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about baking soda and hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's maybe... So I will make sure that we include that link for people if they want uh, a consultation or if they want uh, some information that we'll put that in the show notes for you. Mm-hmm. Let's let's start to move into some solutions. And you know, I think that even just the conversation that we've had up until this point, I think is going to blow people's minds because <laughs> I grew up thinking cavities, like nothing you can do, receding mm-hmm. gums, nothing you can do. It's, you know, it's the Listerine, it's the scope, it's the crest, it's the Colgate, it's all these, you know. And, and think about that. So if you want to turn your mouth around, you're like, okay. And then you go by the regular drugs or stuff, then you're yeah. compounding it. You're getting frustrated because nothing's improving. So yeah, that would be hard. I am incredibly bullish on sauna as a therapy for recovery, heart health, and overall aging well. I personally decided on an infrared sauna from Sunlighten because of the range of far wavelengths and near infrared wavelengths that it offers. Saunas help with detoxification and rejuvenation to rid your body of toxins. It helps with heart health by improving circulation, reducing blood pressure, and helping keep the arteries supple. It helps with muscle recovery by easing the tension and soreness to recover faster. And of course, stress reduction with the warmth and the relaxation of sitting in a sauna. It's crucial for hormonal balance and achieving a state of well-being necessary for a strong physique and a strong mind. If you visit sunlighten.com slash better and use code better to get a discount. That is sunlighten, S-U-N-L-I-G-H-T-E-N.com slash B-E-T-T-E-R and use code better at checkout. So let's let's maybe talk about some of your solutions. So you have a whole section on the Living Libations uh, website that you can, that, you know, listeners can peruse, but let, let's talk about, you mentioned before, uh, I think it was uh, frankincense and myrrh and cinnamon. What, how can we use essential oils to disrupt 
pathogen signaling uh, in the body. You had mentioned the QSI. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some ways that, or what are some of the essential oils that one might consider and how would we use them? Like, is it straight? Do we, we take them internally? Do we put them on the teeth? Do we use it in the floss? Like, what are some ways that we can use essential oils to help with our oral health? Yeah. So I love working with essential oils. They're like this palette of such beauty and goodness, and they're also very effective medicine. Mm -hmm. So you always want to make sure it is pure, genuine, authentic, organic essential oils, because there's a lot going on to make them not real. Mm -hmm. So you always want to start with that. And um, so you, and you always want to generally be working with a fat oil in there somewhere. So we have a few dental serums that we make once the yogi tooth serum and then that we have with neem which is the fat that will deliver it um and you know not make it because cinnamon they're in there is cayenne cinnamon and clove which undiluted would kind of burn your gums yeah so that's you know you want to use them diluted and then we have the, the happy gums oil which has the sea buckthorn for that fatty delivery and then all the beautiful essential oils um so it's a dental serum, but you could just take peppermint and olive oil or peppermint and organic um, coconut oil yes. or something like that. And you can make the dental serum. And the ways that you can use it is you can use our dental serums are designed to just, they could be your toothpaste, like one drop. And again, we're talking micro. So we're also used to like, you know, Listerine and gobs of toothpaste. Yeah. And because you know, it's a lot of filler in, in a lot of normal products. We're very focused. It's like potent, it's powerful. So one drop on your toothbrush. Now you could take that one drop and then you could add that baking soda Mm. if you wanted. So together, then you've made a really quick toothpaste that gives you a bit of grit. Um, you can take that one drop, slide it against a along a piece of floss, which just really up levels flossing. I mean, it takes it into a whole new stratosphere. Mm And you're, and then you're delivering those botanical biotics up into those crevices of gums that aren't getting a lot of love and attention. Um, oh, also when you add that one drop to your toothbrush, it's good to really go up into the gum. So you're taking a toothbrush up and then you're brushing down. So it's always gum towards the tooth. And if it's here, it's gum, you know, up. So Mm -hmm. we have to actually get a new stroke. It's not like this. It's like this. Oh, that's so funny because my kids, like when they're trying to yeah. rush through their brushing, it's like back yeah. and forth as quickly as they can. Yeah. Um, and I, I constantly, so I have to get them to listen to this. So it's like when you're at the top teeth, you're yeah. going to kind of massage the gums, like, or maybe yeah. just like touch go up gum. into that cheek and down. Cause it's like, yeah. you know, we dry brush our skin and stuff that it's so good to stimulate the gum there and, yeah. you know, get the blood flow going. And, and then is that how is that how we start to regenerate the gum as well is by exactly. circulation? Okay, okay. Because okay. people you could have, people can have receding gums from just brushing improperly alone. Like if your brush is in any way, like six months after you've started using it, if it's splayed, mm. if those bristles are in any way changed, you're brushing too hard. And also soft heads for all, whether you're a big man. <laughs> or a little child, <laughs> soft. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, we go like that. Now you could you can go to town just on the teeth or the tops, mm-hmm. but not where the gum is involved. And I just ordered from your website. Was it ozonated gel? Yes. Yeah. Why? So I just ordered everything. So I was like, I want to try everything. I've just started brushing with baking soda, and I have to just say, like, my teeth have never felt. Isn't that like incredible? So like, clean, it so clean. And it's funny too, because I haven't been doing it for that long. Like let's call it like two weeks, uh, maybe like half a month. And 
before I would wake up like I had had a sock in my mouth like the entire night and I don't have that anymore which is really yeah. really interesting uh, and the only thing that I've changed is I I wa- my brush my teeth now with baking soda and then um I want to talk about hydrogen peroxide as well but yeah. the only the only thing that's changed now and I feel like my you know we always talk about uh and you know maybe this is TMI, but we always talk a little bit about having that morning breath, right? Like yeah. that morning halitosis. And I used to, you know, Giovanni, my partner would come to me and like want to give me a kiss. I'm like, wait, wait, just like not yet. Just give me a second. Like let me just go. Like you know. And but now I feel like I don't actually need that. I feel like with the baking soda, there's been already a noticeable. Shift. You know what else is happening is that beautiful baking soda is alkalinizing, and our saliva needs a little alkaline boost once mm-hmm. in a while. Mm-hmm. So you know, your saliva is just different all night long too now. Right. Uh, A fun tip that you can do with that baking soda. And this was invented by Dr. Paul Keyes. So sometime this century, I don't think he's alive now though, but he was like a periodontal surgeon and he really wanted to help people not have gum surgery. Mm -hmm. So you take the baking soda, kind of just brush your teeth like normal and then do another round where you're very sloppily almost coating baking soda everywhere and getting it in the crevices. Then you take just a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar or less, and you add that in and you have this full foaming, like kids science experiment in your mouth. It's fun for the kids to do too. Yeah. (laughs) And you will, if you think your mouth's clean now, I mean, the first time I did that, it was so weird. I did on the morning of a travel day. So you know, those days you're in enough. So we're in another time zone. We're in LA, like five hours, you know, it's like midnight. Yeah. And I felt, I was like, felt like I just brushed my teeth, you know, after a very long day. So it's really super cleaning. It's fun for the kids. It helps with the gums. It helps with receding gum lines. It's super cleansing. That's and then of course, apple cider vinegar is totally acidic, but baking soda is so super alkaline that the sum total of the two is still in the alkaline zone. So that's like a deep clean that you might do. Is that like, like once, once a week? week? Yeah. Once a week. Okay. Yeah, good. yeah. Good. Which talking about hydrogen peroxide again? It's it's a beautiful. It's a selective cleaner as well. It's able to clean, but you know, not totally disrupt everything. Mm-hmm. However, it can be a bit astringent on the gums, okay. sort of like tightening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recommend you know maybe once, one to three times a month, mm-hmm. you could use that. And, um, and you, you know, how do you do that? Is it just different it ways? You could, you know, obviously always dilute it to down to three percent. So you could just do a mouth, a swish, a mouthwash thing, mm-hmm. way better than the scope. Or a fun thing I started doing was taking the already diluted again, just a few drops, putting it into baking soda, then allowing it to evaporate the water, and then I I just make this little tiny jar of this super charged baking soda with the hydrogen peroxide. And I'll add, you know, my dental syrup and stuff to that. But I just save that to be like this super, super cleansing paste. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. So if someone if someone's listening, I mean, this is so mm-hmm. much great information that I think so many of my listeners have never heard before. If someone's been brushing sort of in the traditional or, you know, this allopathic way their whole life and they're like, okay, uh, you know, they've been, you know, swishing minty mouthwash and all the drugstore toothpaste and stuff, uh, mm-hmm. the fluoride and the, in the, in the floss. What were, what would be, uh, I know you talk about stop, seal and seed. So maybe yeah. we can talk about what would be like the first 
thing you would you maybe would consult with someone and say this is what you need to stop doing and this is how we're going to start rebuilding the bi- the oral microbiome mm-hmm. and how we can kind of seal the tooth and maybe reverse the cavities that we've been talking about yeah i would say for, i would just be the stuff we're doing at home and and then i think if you have bigger work to do if you do the stop seal and seed that's going to set you up for a lot of success if you need deeper work or you haven't been to the dentist in five years do this for three to four months mm-hmm. so get in shape go have a way better appointment. And hopefully in those three or four months, you will research a better dentist to go to. Um, But first, yes, stop. So just stop the scope to all of that, you know, get pure water to brush in so it's not chlorinated and fluoridated because the chlorine alone is, you know, killing microbiome, our skin, scalp, and teeth. Mm -hmm. So stop that. Again, just go to baking soda, sea salt, um, you know, the tips with apple cider vinegar, the hydrogen peroxide, you know, a lot of people have that in their home right now, like almost don't go another day with that other stuff. Yeah. And again, of course we make beautiful dental serums, but you can really just do it if you're on a budget, you know, in one shop at a, a store and getting that baking soda and stuff. Well, it's probably um, in your fridge trying to freshen yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Grab it from there and bring it upstairs. Yeah. And then on the ceiling, cause that's sort of the ceiling and healing realm. Once we've stopped, you know, then you could look at, you know, I'll just refer to it as a dental serum, but you can totally make your own. And I have recipes in my book. So either your peppermint, coconut oil, whatever, or just dental serum. So by sealing, you know, taking the dental serum or that coconut and peppermint oil that you're making or coconut with a drop of oregano, all those things, you can, you know, a, use that to brush your teeth. You can take a drop and put it in your water and then swish as a mouthwash. You can um, massage it onto the gums, which is, which is very good. So after you've cleansed your whole mouth and, you know, brushed, followed our eight steps. And yeah. So then if you apply that to your gums, then you're helping to regenerate and it's sort of doing the work overnight, helping you restore. So this is very important. And then you're starting to help the, that sulca, that very tender area. And then we even have these blunt tip syringes that you could put the dental serums in and start flushing out that area. Or you can put a hydrogen peroxide solution in there and flush out. It's kind of like a, a syringe that's a very focused water pick mm-hmm. that you can put really good medicine in there and really help the gum line. That's the ceiling. Um, other things you can do is uh, put a little ma- a liquid magnesium in water and swish that. It's very alkalinizing for the mouth. Um, oil pulling. Great that's what practice. I wanted to ask you about. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about oil pulling. Yeah, so oil pulling is good. It's this ancient Ayurvedic tradition. And it's simply, uh, back then they would use probably sesame oil or coconut oil, just a teaspoon. And you just swish with it for like 15, 20 minutes and you spit it out. Now to upgrade that, you could add some essential oils. You could add pre um, probiotics. You could add um, charcoal. You know, you could really get into it. Um, we even make a swishing serum with CoQ10 and it's really good. But again, it's just a few drops um, or sort of at the squirt in your mouth, swishing, swishing, you know, do other things, um, you know, sort of get ready for your day and then spit it out. And if you commit to that for, well, you're, it's going to feel good right away. But after a month, your teeth will be just glowing. It's yeah. very effective. It, it just draws out toxins and it just helps revive the mouth. And another thing too, from Ayurvedic uh, practices, we learned about tongue scraping, mm. which again, you could just use a spoon or you can get a tongue scraper, but you definitely want to have that as part of your oral hygiene routine. 
and just because again you're getting just rid of plaque in all the areas and that will also i'm assuming that'll also help if someone feels like they have bad breath like in the morning yeah. or through the day a lot of the stuff is going to get sort of caught in the um on the tongue surface as well Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And, and yeah, if there is bad breath, it's like, you know, you want to keep the mouth clean, but, and then there's usually deeper issue with the gut microbiome, perhaps like constipation or something like that. It's mm-hmm. just deeper in the body. What about how often should we be oil pulling? Cause I have your swishing serum. I have the oh, mint good. one and I have the cinnamon one. Yeah. Um, and I usually do it in the evening. So I usually do it kind of as I'm like, I like to put oils on in the evening. Like, you know, I, I use your oils <laughs> <laughs> to put like before I go to sleep. Um, I was telling you uh, in the pre-chat, I love the rose best skin ever. Like I just love like what this has done to my skin. But so I will usually do it in the evening, but is there a better time? Like, are you, are you recommending oh, perfect. morning morning or night? I mean, whatever it, you can just be happy doing it. That's the time to do it for yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about teeth whitening because yes. this is another big, you know, we see the strips that you can buy in the, in the, um, in the drugstore where you just put the strips on for a couple hours and it whitens your teeth. Um, there's gels, there's toothpaste. You can go to the dentist for in-office cleaning. Um, is there a way for us to naturally whiten our teeth? Because one of the, I've, I've done whitening in the past and my mm-hmm. teeth are so sensitive. I feel... I, I can't, I mean, I can't eat like hard foods. I feel like everything wow. bothers them for the the days after. So I've just stopped doing it. Like I haven't had mm-hmm. one in years, but um, I know well, that this is a, have a lovely color. So. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah, it is something we, we, we need to understand first about where whiteness comes from in the tooth. And we think the enamel's white, but it's actually transparent like a window. And it's the, tooth underneath that's reflected out. So we want to have a really healthy tooth. Um, For example, if diet has been really deficient for a long time, especially of of things like the fat-soluble vitamins, Mm. like vitamin D, K2, you may see people with sort of gray, glassy teeth because they're not getting all those nutrients up into that pulp chamber. Yeah. So nutrients first and then what can cause teeth well first of all genetics we all have just sort of different tones and then if you haven't been to the dentist in a while you could have a layer of tartar or plaque on there that's just slightly discolored too especially if you're eating pigment rich foods Mm -hmm. so sometimes it's just sort of this layer that's hard to get off on brushing and if you go to a biological holistic dentist i mean they have things that they can just sort of do these salt glass so that's when i mean the first time i had that done i was just like what is that? I've never heard of that. Well, it's it's like they just, you know, they're little tools that push things, you know, there's air and the water and all oh, that. Well, they have one that just does this salt. And I, I think of it, uh, you know, when I remember I went to Europe once and they were cleaning the buildings with sandblasting, hmm. you know, to clean the old bricks or, or whatever. And that's what it's kind of like with salt. It's like salt blasting your teeth and it, they get so clean. It just takes off this layer of Whatever. And, and, and I can't imagine how you would want teeth whiter than that. You know what I mean? Like it, you can literally go to a good dentist and have that service and a good dentist won't be doing the bleaching mm-hmm. like with the chemicals, like a really good dentist. So there's that, but then at home, so you want to make sure you've got that layer of tartar and calculus off and then through the eight steps and using things like baking soda, doing the apple cider vinegar and baking soda thing and using hydrogen peroxide 
you know, two to three times a month, that's going to maintain a really good whiteness. So we have the nutrient deficiencies, making sure that yeah. the D3K2 is up to snuff. You're getting lots yeah. of good healthy fats, I'm assuming as well. Um, yeah. And then it is really... And, and if you have... So I drink a cup of coffee. I have like a little shot of espresso usually every morning. And that's been something that we've been told that sort of darkens the teeth over time or you know, there's been... Um, uh, like I've I've had a friend, you know, I can't remember exactly when, but you know, you have a glass of red wine and then like yes. they drink it and then like their teeth look like they yeah, but that's a vampire. Actually, yeah, yeah, usually that's like the plaque getting discolored. That okay. layer of you know what I mean? Like even if you brush your teeth recently, but maybe there's still just like or if you haven't been to the dentist, like that other layer of plaque. Like, you know, when you go to the dentist and you're like, ah, oh, that's mm-hmm. the clean teeth. Or how you've been feeling with the baking the soda. The baking soda. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. and that's what I uh that's why I wrote the eight steps. So you can kind of feel like hygiene clean at home, like you've just been to the dentist. Yeah. Figuring out how to do it at home, which is perfect for these quarantine times. Um, yeah, so then you uh, brushing with baking soda. Um the hydrogen peroxide is a great tool. And then the apple cider vinegar baking soda thing. You know, our toothpaste that we make are, you know, they have a, a lot of baking sodas, a main component of them. And um, we also have a tooth powder. And everybody says, you know, it makes their teeth more white. Mm-hmm. So that can just remove some of those superficial stains. And then the the baking soda, that can sort of remove some of the longer term sort of build mm-hmm. up and the plaque and stuff on it. Yeah. So but you've taught, I don't know if you can remember them offhand. So I'll give you a little quiz. Can okay. you remember your eight steps? Like the Yeah, I sometimes okay. can. Yeah. <laughs> now I don't know what I do. Um, okay. So yeah, first, um, I do recommend, so in, in every bathroom, you could just have a mason jar with water and a touch of baking soda or sea salt, like a salt brine. Mm-hmm. And then that you just have a sip of and you just swish and then spit. That just like alkalinizes the mouth, neutralizes any acids from eating that day, sets the tone for brushing. Then I believe we're scraping our tongue, you know, three, four times or whatever you feel you're getting, you know, as you scrape, you rinse, scrape, rinse. And then I believe it's brushing with a manual brush, just like a norm, like a brush. And that's when you're doing the up in the gum, down. You're, and you're putting a dental serum on there. Not an electric brush, a regular. Not yet. Brush. Yeah, a okay. regular brush. And then you're really thinking this part is like the gum brushing. And there was another dentist, I can't remember his name, but he, he called it the blotting method. And he has blotting toothbrushes, but you, you can just use a normal toothbrush. And it's really how we describe it. It's that angle. It's about working the gums and then brushing down. Because then also you're pushing things out like that are getting caught in the gum line rather than this and which on a microscopic level you could especially if you lose gums and you're kind of driving it up and into that part of the gum and then not you know sort of weakening that attachment mm-hmm. so that's the gum brushing stage then electric <laughs> so that and i i we actually after many years of trying all kinds of toothbrushes i actually we have one that's coming out an electric one in the fall which is really neat and angled and really takes care of the gums. Um, but until then, I actually just also like the Oral B one that has a round head because mm-hmm. it's smaller than the manual toothbrush. And then you can, and then you're going to use that's when you want a bit of grit. So you either use like one of our toothpaste or uh, baking soda, just mm-hmm. baking soda. Maybe and then maybe you could, that's when you could add that drop of peppermint with oil or whatever. Then you're focusing really on the teeth and like buffing the teeth and getting off that plaque, kind of going in between clean, you know, just really cleaning the teeth. 
Then I believe the next step's flossing, which you definitely want to do with a drop of that dental serum. And uh, I believe I recommend flossing twice. Because the second time you do it, you'll see why. Oh, you get so much more out. Oh my God, time. yeah. The first time is just to get the arugula out. Like yeah, the second, exactly. the second time gets the plaque, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 And you'll find less and less and less. Yeah. Um, then, I don't know how many steps I've already said. And then it's kind of like just doing some post-care. Okay, so that I think, oh yeah, then you rinse one more time. And then you're just going to, if you need extra care, then you can massage oil onto that gum or use that um, syringe to get the gum, you know, get things in the gum line. And at that point too, you could even reseed. So then that's at the point you could do oil pulling with some probiotics in there even. Um, Or now dentists are seeing the value too of getting, you know, probiotic activity. And so that after they do the root planning and scaling, Mm -hmm. um, dentists then are putting in probiotics in the, in that area, but you can do it at home with that syringe. So you don't even need to go to the dentist for that. Can I tell you what I, I don't know, you're going to maybe laugh at me, but I sometimes will, so I'll do the, I have your uh, coconut uh, oil pulling. Um, swishing serum. Yeah. Swishing <laughs> serum, yes. Um, sometimes I'll also do it with sauerkraut, like the juice from my oh, sauerkraut. Oh yeah, that's great. I, so, there's so much bacteria in there, so I'll swish yeah. with that. Yeah, no, that's good. The only like, other okay. thing that it's a bit acidic perhaps. Yeah. So then maybe just oh, follow true. that with some baking soda. Ah, I'm like, yeah. I'm learning so much. <laughs> this is so great. I'm going to let, so I can all, I mean, we can all level up, right? Like I thought yeah, I was, always. You, know, you know, so good with my oral care. And then I started diving into your work and I'm like, man, I got a lot, I got a lot more to learn. So um, let's talk a little bit about skin because I would talk, I was talking in the pretest that we have time. You are someone who I look up to in terms of how to take care of our skin. That is very different from what we are told in sort of the mainstream uh, circles. So let's, maybe let's talk about sun. You are so beautifully tanned right now. Just um, so talk about why, uh, and this is a philosophy that I also hold. And some people, when I tell them that I don't actually wear sunscreen, just look at me like I have four eyes and three heads, but tell us, tell us why the sun is important and potentially why maybe also not wearing sunscreen as often as we are is beneficial for our health. Yeah, I love talking about the sun, and it. Um, we all we all know the information and the don't and the put this on and everything. But what we also know is that, generally speaking, it feels so good. You know, when it's a sunny day, where the sun just touches you. You know, you just feel that connection, mm-hmm. and that connection's real. And our skin was literally designed to be exposed to the sun and to receive nutrients and information from the sun and cell signaling and all kinds of good stuff. We have thousands of vitamin D receptors all over our body, and those receptors need to be biologically brimming with vitamin D to be the effective force in our immune system. And so sun on skin is very important, and it's a different type of vitamin D than the stuff in the bottle which I'm very thankful we have, especially for our Canadian winters. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a fat-soluble vitamin. And when we sit in the sun, we're creating a water-soluble vitamin D. And then it, it's, a, and it's called vitamin D, but it's a precursor steroidal hormone, which is essential for our functioning. And this chemical relationship with the sunbeams on our skin also creates a very healthy cholesterol sulfate yes. that is needed for all kinds of functioning. 
So that's one of the reasons why it's so important. And, um, you know, there's over like 3000 studies that show when our vitamin D levels are ample, you know, then, then a whole bunch of risks for other diseases are slashed. For example, um, breast health. If you're vitamin D sufficient, your risk of getting breast cancer is 50% reduced, which is major. Yeah, that's not a significant, that's not an insignificant number. Yeah. No, it's not. And then also in my book, I have a whole chapter dedicated to this because, and I cite a lot of scientific studies because I like to do that when we want to kind of, you know, understand a paradigm shift. Because really since the 50s, it's all been all about the sunscreen. So studies show, and even ones in the New England Journal of Medicine that, and I'm summarizing here, but the more we use sunscreen, the less exposure we have to sunlight, the more chances we are of developing moles and various skin cancers. Mm-hmm. And we also know this is true, like based on where we live, right? So we see, yes. um, you know, in, in Canada, like the further away you are from the equator, it's like all these things like cardiovascular disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, multiple sclerosis, these, these things start to increase in their prevalence the further away we are, like the latitude, uh, yeah. like latitudinally, this, is, this has been uh, shown to be true. Um, what about what about the anti-aging argument? So we hear, well, you know, if you if you put on sunscreen, then you're not going to get wrinkles, and if you do expose yourself to sun, you're going to get this hyperpigmentation, uh, saggy skin, fine lines. Like, what is the is that is that true? Is it not? What what do we what do you what, what we also want to think about is like what are we bringing to the sun? So if we're bringing like you know bodies that are fueled on Diet Coke and whatever, whatever else that realm is, you know, then we're bringing that to cook in the sun and then we're applying chemicals, you know, but then we have chemicals kind of a lot more in our bodies and on it with the sunscreen. And then that's creating, you know, that's creating a lot of issues. What studies show is that the biggest cause of aging um, and melasma or hyperpigmentation is the consumption of polyunsaturated fatty acids. Mm-hmm. So really that's your in the, in that way of the oxidized type, like mazola, canola, the vegetable oils, the vegetable oils. That's the bigger cause. What we're finding though is like when you use the sun wisely, that stuff's not happening, and you yeah. want to use it wisely. We don't want to get burnt, right? But what we do know from studies too, our skin deals with getting burnt easier than being in the sun all day with sunscreen on. Yeah. Uh, the other, I mean, the other thing too is, I mean, I talk about this in terms of brain, uh, healthy brain aging is the ratio of omega-3s to omega-6s. And those, yes. those vegetable oils that you were talking about, if you're cons- in the same way that if you fry foods or if you're using mazola or the vegetable oils for your fat, those become part of the phospholipid layer in our cells. And of course, if you go out and cook in the sun, just like if you were to fry some French fries, exactly, in that, you're going to get the changes um, that way. So this is like I actually think you know people say to me, "Oh my God, you're going to be you know you're going to have so much sun damage and you're going to have wrinkles," and it's like, well. You know, I also, you know, and part of it, I'm sure, is a genetic. There's some genetic component to uh, to the elasticity and the collagen production. But when I look at my grandmother, my Portuguese grandmother, and even my my grandmother on my Lebanese side, never wore sunscreen and had mm-hmm. no like no wrinkles, and they would moisturize with like coconut oil, olive oil. Didn't really use a lot of the you know drugstore products for you know for anti aging, and they had great 
skin. Yeah, we're putting all that stuff on our skin and going out in the sun anyway, anyway and thinking it's okay. Right. And then we're creating a chemical reaction that we don't know about. Right. Especially like oxybenzene, which is the main ingredient in um, the active ingredient to make SPFs active. Yeah. It's been banned in Europe, but it's in plenty. It's not carcinogenic until it's exposed to sunlight. How crazy is that? It's and of so course, crazy. that's that's the only place it would ever be used because you're putting it on your skin when you're going to the beach or something. Exactly. And yeah. I don't think, you know, we we don't need to be afraid of like that sun exposure from like, you know, when you're, we're outside for 15 minutes a day going to and fro, because there are women that are just really afraid of even that 15 minutes of sun. Yeah. And I do have to say, like, I mean, I've always loved the sun. And even in, you know, in my twenties, I was trying to, I was making, I was like doing a lot of experiments with plants in the sun to see like what's going to be effective. Um, Cause I made this product back then called everybody loves the sunshine. So I was looking at all the oils that would kind of extend time in the sun but you still would get a tan. Mm -hmm. So it's this sort of golden tanning oil. Um, but then it really, it would be in the past 10 years when I'm like, no, it, I, you know, understanding and doing the research and looking at the history of sun for healing and health and well-being. Mm -hmm. you know, even Co in the 40s, Coco Chanel said, no outfit is complete without tan. <laughs> Oh, but that was back and that was sort of the last Haiti. I mean, where there was like places in Europe where people would go to heal. And like, literally the whole thing was about heliotherapy, sun therapy. Mm -hmm. And in 1902, the Nobel prize went to Niels Fines and for heliotherapy. So there was a lot that seemed to get lost from the fifties onwards. Um, but what I wanted to say was so sort of the past 10, maybe longer years, I've just been really like non-negotiable, gotta have my time in the sun so that I, so that I could have better winters and just really to remodulate my immune system. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, as 10 years go by, I, I am at a different age, but anything that's going on, uh, isn't from the sun. Mm -hmm. So I don't see an increase in any kind of, uh, you know, age spots or, you know, my wrinkles are just there from uh, their life, you know, whatever I have is from life, not from the sun. Right. And I don't think that the expectation is that we're just never going to, like, if you go out in the sun, yeah, I don't think you're suggesting that if you go to the sun, you're never going to get a wrinkle. Like you're not, I mean, we, you know, there's gravity and there's other things. Yeah, there's all those things. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, if you are feeling like, okay, I, I, I like what she's saying, but I'm a little nervous about the face, then, then, you know, it's a small area. So just right. put on a hat and then just get the rest in yeah. the sun, you know, there's the back, there's the sides. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can do 20 minutes aside and just have like a full rotisserie yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah, yeah I have a little timer. Yeah. yeah, 15 and 15. <laughs> that's, oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, you know, what's really funny too, is I think we actually forget that we already have a built-in sunscreen, which is melanin. Yeah, it's the melanin. Like, the yeah. darker you are, the more effective you are at, at, ch at um, changing the, the sunlight into heat, which is yes. actually what you want. Yes. So, you know, the tan is that when you get tanned in the summer, it's actually very, very protective. Yes, for um, those winter months, for yeah. us especially, that's why I, I really work on it, and I, I'll I'll be out, and I, I actually love tanning the spring and the fall even a little bit more because you get that cool air. I go into a wind sheltered area in February. I open up our sliding doors. I lie on the floor. You know? Ah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you? So you you don't go. So that's how you get your sun in the winter as well. Is well, just yeah, I mean, I do. There's a period where it doesn't 
the rays aren't even long enough. Like even in February when I'm doing it, it's not quite, we kind of, it is, it's like November to March, really we're not getting much here except for that feeling and the vibration. Yeah. <laughs> very helpful. And don't do it through the window. Don't no. through yes. the window. We should also say that as well because that Which, separates. It yeah. does. And that's a good example to understand one of the major issues with sunscreen and why it's more skin damaging to apply sunscreen not just the chemicals and the hormone disruptors and the crazy oxybenzene or the fertility issues that studies show. The main thing is that sunscreen separates the UVA rays from the UVB rays, much like a window does. So when that happens, you're not getting any of the vitamin D from that because it comes from the UVB spectrum. You're just getting the UVA. And the UVA without the UVB is damaging to the skin, like damaging as in freckles and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, the A, they say UVA stands for aging and the B stands for burning, right? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. We're just like plants with com- more complicated we emotions. We are. Basically. And I thought about that when I was thinking about the sun, because I felt like it is our form of photosynthesis. And apparently other people have thought about that too. And then I came across a really neat study that showed drinking green, like chlorophyll rich things while you're in the sun is super helpful. Oh, that's cool. I yeah, like and I, that. I have a little note about that in my book, in that chapter on sunshine. So tell everybody if somebody wants to, you know, find you, use your. I mean, I am a super fan of your products. As if you were listening, you probably can already have figured that out. Like I have almost every product that you have. But where can people find you? You talked about your book. Uh, you have two books: Renegade Beauty and um, the Oral Care, Holistic Dental Care. Yeah, Holistic. and I happen to have this here. That's Renegade Beauty, Renegade which Beauty. I, I do have to say there is the dental book, which is. Is something, but I did. This is my later book, and there's a really solid dental chapter in here. Mm-hmm. So you could start with this. There's recipes on making um, toothpaste and stuff. There's actually a whole chapter on making from mascara to toothpaste to deodorant in there. The Renegade Beauty Solutions. Oh, that's good. At the end, there's like this A to Z, so you can of the quicker things, sort of from acne to well, not to Z, but to Y to Yoni's mm-hmm. acne thyroid, just short little bits on each. And then, but the main book is like a flow through of like understanding what I call cosmoetics, which is bringing in and engaging with the elements to revive our being because really beauty isn't something that we can apply to ourselves, even if it's the best rose best skin ever, you know, it's this deeper revivification. And um, so we take a journey through understanding that. And then there's, you know, chapters on sun and skin, breast health, full chapter on yoni care, dental care, the art and history of perfume, deep one on skincare, pregnancy. So there's some more in there. Oh, that's but so great. And I love, I love the print what it sounds like is the principle here is that we have to get connected to nature. There's some, somewhere along the way, we started thinking that we were divorced from, we were on the earth, but not of the earth. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think that that, I mean, that sounds just very aligned with, with my philosophy. So Renegade Beauty and where can people find your products? I know that you have a special gift for our listeners as well. Mm-hmm. So we got livinglibations.com, um, you know, the books available there, or of course, wherever books are sold. And then, yeah, we have a special coupon, Better, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah. Which is 15% off. And that you can use that at checkout. And um, if you do have any questions or anything, we have articles on our site, but yeah, email us. We also have 
uh, half hour consults that you can do, which again are, are free service, but we're really here to help and educate because I, I, you know, it can be a deep thing sort of switching, but we love to educate and uh, help people. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's about informed consent, right? It's like, let me just give you the information. And then once you have it, you can make, if you decide, you know what, I still really like my old toothpaste toothpaste and my mouthwash, but I have the understanding now of what it's doing, but I'm just going to make that choice anyway. Like I'm still here with the pom-poms for you, as long as you are making an informed, like a formed decision, which is so, so important for my ladies, for my my women who listen. So Mm -hmm. this has been a delight speaking to you. It's been so great. I would love to actually uh, have you back on. If you ever wanted to come back on, we could talk about makeup because that's another Mm -hmm. sort of big giant beast that I also think needs to be dismantled in terms of, you know, the mascaras, as you were mentioning, blushes, lip tints, eyeshadows, all that stuff. So if you are uh, game for it, I'd love to have you back on at some point in the future. Yeah, that would be so fun. We do make a a lovely maiden fern blushing balm and a chocolate ruby juice, which is this beautiful natural red that we get from roots. Oh, that's wonderful. I don't know if you saw that because I think it would be lovely on your cheeks. <laughs> oh, I'm going to, well, I'm going to have to make another order then. <laughs> I will use my own code and I will. Yeah, I was going to say, you can use your own code. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for the time uh, today, Nadine. This has been wonderful. And I know this is going to help so many women who are listening to this. Thank you. Thank you. So you can probably tell how excited I was to have this conversation with her and just a little funny story leading up to my preparation for our conversation. I was like, well, I'm just going to buy all of her products and start using them and absolutely fell in love with them. I now make my own little baking soda, hydrogen peroxide, whitening paste. I have some of her um, toothpaste products, the the tongue scraper, the the whole shebang. So hoping that you got a lot of value out of this as well. And if you have gotten this far in the podcast, I mean, truly you are such a special Betty. You are someone who likes to do things all the way to completion. And for that, I honor you and recognize you. And I would love to invite you into our Facebook group. If you are not already in it, it is called the Better Community. Better with an exclamation point, because that's how we do things within the Betty community, always exclamation points. And this is actually where we field a lot of our uh, questions for our Ask Me Anything episodes. Major is in there. I am in there. And it's where you and Betty's can connect. So would love to see you there. And until next time, I bid you adieu. And I am looking forward to connecting with you soon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For those of you who want to continue on this week's Geeky Magic Carpet Ride with me, visit bettershow.co forward slash show notes. You'll find research, links, summary notes, musings that I prepared in preparation for the podcast. And I often throw in some of my best practices, bonuses, and links. All the juicy bits are in there for you. And now for the obligatory legal and medical disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only. And the advice recommendations we discuss do not replace medicine, chiropractic, or any other primary healthcare provider's advice, treatment, or care. In the consumption of this podcast, there is no doctor-patient relationship formed. And the use and implementation of the information discussed are at the sole discretion of the listener. The information and opinions shared on this podcast are not intended to be a substitute for primary care, diagnosis, or treatment. This episode is brought to you by yours truly, Dr. Stephanie Asima. 
and Leverage. Leverage handles all production, creates the images that you see on my social media, and takes out all my awkward pauses. They are my secret magic bullet. You can visit them at getleverage.com forward slash better.